Yes, it's a new year and a new season for the monthly Living Mirror Playback Theater shows in the WMNF Live Music Studio. This month, we're exploring the subject of homelessness and hunger. And on Friday, January 26th at 7 p.m., Living Mirror will feature improv enactments of stories from that community and activists working to improve lives. It'll be a compelling evening of community sharing and theater, and these shows are free. So please reserve your seat online at wmnf.org slash events. Este es Alejandro Ruiz del Grupo del Castillo. Están escuchando a WMNF Tampa Música, tu música. This is Alex Ruiz from the band Del Castillo and you're listening to WMNF Tampa Música. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning, my dear kindred friends, and welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa, where both truth and great music proudly call it their home. And it's the only radio station that the Cult of Scarrow streams, and you can stream us as well at WMNF.org. Great googly moogly. Sure as I'm sitting here, within our reach are little pearls of medical knowledge. Welcome to our Ask Me Anything edition of the Healthy Steps Radio Show the purest link between you and Dr. Harvey. Today's show is, as always, dedicated to you. So you know what to do. If you have any medical questions or concerns, just give us a little jingle at 813-239-9663. Don't be an L7. Irene has dedicated her morning to taking your call, so please, I beseech you, don't let this angel at the control room down. Again, that number to call is 813-239-9663. One three two three nine nine six six three, and you can also send an email to DJ at WMNF.org or text us at eight one three four three three zero eight eight five. Well, Doctor Fred, AMA always seems to bring out the best in our listeners, and I'm darn near febrile with excitement about the possibilities that lie ahead in the next hour. With the seconds just tick, 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 ticking away, I'm just taking up too much time and space as a humble servant of this show. So let me make haste and go. I'll turn this show over to you. What's the scoop today, Dr. Harvey? The scoop is Happy New Year, Bill, and welcome back to the studio. Thank you. My pleasure. You've been missed. So glad that you're here, and uh, I I love a fellow Frank Zappa fan. <laughs> uh, you caught that little Easter egg. Good for yes, you. yes. Uh, watermelon hay and Easter eggs. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> one of the best songs ever written. Um, so um, today, uh, I I just want to tell you, I am just in such a great mood. I just spent the weekend with some of the most wonderful people on the planet. I was at a Zymogen experience. That's X-Y-M-O-G-E-N-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. That is one of the premier uh, nutraceutical companies on the planet, a family of my very close friends. And 
one of my uh, uh, peak career experiences was being a founding board member for that company, the science board that guided the production of an amazing, amazing company that has helped so many people achieve careers in functional medicine and the tools that they use to help to lift people out of illness, the education on how to do it. And that's what we were doing this weekend. We got to listen to eight industry pioneers and a very special guest gave us a live presentation from Bolivia. Dr. Mark Hyman was on the uh, stage via Zoom, I believe, and he told us about sugar. Yeah, really. Uh, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, sugar. Sugar is one of the principal aging chemicals. Sugar is a toxin. Think about that. Sugar is a toxin. We can live without sugar. We can't live without protein and fat. But sugar is a critical, critical nutrient to small degree. It does help lubricate things, but the heart and the brain both run on fat much more efficiently than they run on sugar. And sugar added to the protein and fat can push the system into toxicity. It can help the system create uric acid, especially fruit sugar, fructose. I hate to inform all you fruitarians out there, but eating fruit as your principal food source is actually an aging, a pro-aging diet because fructose has a lot of secret qualities that actually promote aging faster than even glucose does. Fructose evades insulin, so it actually can build up in the blood. And when it builds up in the blood, it creates uric acid, and uric acid creates blood vessel stress and oxidative stress for the whole body. And what Dr. Hyman started the weekend with was a theme that went through every one of the eight lectures, including mine. I delivered the dessert. I was the final lecture. And I saw in every one of the other lectures this common thread of nutrition, toxicity, and inflammation. The excesses and deficits in our nutritional needs promotes inflammation. The toxins that we ingest with our food, that we breathe, what we put on our bodies, that drink in the water, they promote inflammation. And inflammation is what tears us down. And one of the interesting things was that I had not seen at many prior nutritional industry conferences was a very compelling subthread of a different type of toxin that we rarely discuss, and that is emotional toxicity. Nearly every lecturer touched on it. Dr. Will Cole was an amazing lecturer who really talked about how Emotional toxicity is a root cause of much of our problems, and it creates mental toxicity. 
because our feelings can disrupt the way we think when we don't think appropriately about our reality we make bad decisions he made a really cool statement here's a, here's one of the bad decision ones and it's about diet culture it was so brilliant to hear him say that it is not restrictive to avoid a food that doesn't love you back. It's called self-respect. So if your pizza and beer give you heartburn, respect yourself and don't eat it. Don't take a proton pump inhibitor to cover up the symptoms of the food beating up your gut and ruining your health. You don't have to eat pizza and beer, even though you love it. That's your emotions. And your emotions are driven by toxicity often. And there are chemicals in the beer and the pizza that are going to trigger addiction and desire for more of it. So remember that restricting a food from your diet is not restriction. It's actually self-respect. Taking out that food that doesn't love you is respecting your body because the most important relationship that we all have is with our bodies because that's our temple. That's what we're driving around this incarnation. And so we should take care of it while we're using it because it's a precious resource. And another thing that really came through is that every one of them touched on dealing with your emotions in different ways, but everybody always comes back to breath work. And I think we have a caller who wants to talk about that. Indeed we do. We've got Ryan here. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning, guys. Wow, thank you. That's really sweet. Um, I'm glad you I would have loved to facilitate that crowd. Wow. <laughs> yes. That would have been, oh man, that would have been sweet. I almost uh, facilitated a, uh, a monk one time in California. Uh, that would have been good. He, he, he bailed on me in the last moment. Uh, you know, you know, you know, you go into like a yoga studio, for example, and you see written on the wall, you see um, body, mind, spirit, body, mind, spirit. Everyone says body, mind, spirit, but they have it backwards because if you, if most people are body, mind, they wake up in the morning, they look in the mirror and they have to do this to themselves and do this to themselves and they have to. It's all body, mind, and spirit is over in the corner saying, what are we going to do fun today So um, and feel good today? So, you know, the motivation isn't there if you don't put spirit first. So it should be That's spirit, so true. It should be spirit, body, mind. Then you can get started on what you need to accomplish. It's so true because, you know, without that spirit enlivening this vehicle that I'm driving around in, it would collapse to the ground in a second and be gone. Yeah, spiritual pollution is a, a big deal. A oh, big we deal. deal with it all day, every day, if we have to wade through the murk of social media. People, exactly. You, you just pick my brain, man. I mean, really. I mean, you, you spend two hours, an hour, whatever, listening to that stuff. And then there's the online pollution. Oh, my gosh. I mean, don't get me started. Yeah, well, we know the story. We see the pollution. If there's somebody that's listening today that doesn't do social media and doesn't look around online, 
I'd be surprised because <laughs> this is the 21st century. And if you aren't seeing the swell, the darkness, and the divisive us versus them commentary, you're missing reality because it's right in front of our eyes. I was having yeah. a conversation with a friend this morning who wanted to know my opinion about what's wrong with America today. And I gave her my opinion. It's a broad opinion. Basically, I believe that our government is controlled by corporations. It's pretty simple. We have what's called fascist economics, where the government and corporations collude to corral the masses. And she kept driving it back to personality politics. Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump. I don't care. They're both bad. <laughs> Truly, they're both equally fascist. Because if you notice, both of them supported a different pharmaceutical company to push medical experiments on us during both of their presidencies. So tell me there's a difference, just other than the authoritarian stuff, but there's hidden authoritarian stuff on both sides. So we're dealing with a fascist, corporate-controlled government that pretends to be a democracy. It's so simple. I hate to go too political, but I mean, it's very simple. If we would just get rid of the other stuff, we could probably all agree that this is the problem. Well, you know, if you, when it, if you can just get rid of... Um you know the negativity um, and the the poisoning uh, the corporations do. Um, you know you're not going to have uh, the Dupas and the atomic bombs. You know science is great, but uh, it always gets uh, off to one angle, and then you've got toxic uh, Dupont kind of thing going on. Yes, that's because. The, the science is controlled by the corporations in a great part because they're paying for the research. And when they pay for the research, they want to return on their dollar. That's why the FDA's commissioner, who used to be in Big Pharma in 2021, approved a drug for Alzheimer's that doesn't work and hurts people. In fact, it kills some. But he figured somebody might want to buy it. Yeah, well, funding, <laughs> funding is, a, funding is a, an invisible thing behind the curtain. And it goes all the way into funding your church, funding this, funding that. You don't know where that money's going. Right, right. I agree. Um, so sending your money to unvetted big charities and things is a scary one, too. Um, we, don't, we don't know where the campaign money, like DeSantis, is tearing through. We don't know where that Why no, Wait, wait, wait. No, political donation is completely different. I'm talking about charitable donation to people that are trying to make an impact. Non-government organizations and things like that. Or Political contribution is completely a waste of money because all it does is promote more advertising of bullshit. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Of, of, of bad stuff. <laughs> Agreed. Hey, let's do five right now. Can we do five Let's. right now? Okay. Yes. Right. Everybody, everybody, put your hand on your belly. When you breathe in, your hand's going to rise up. Okay, here we go. One. <sighs> Relax, exhale. Two. <sighs> Three. <sighs> Four. Five. One more for good luck. And six. Thank <sighs> you, Ryan. Relax, exhale, like a sigh. All right, everybody, get it, get to work on that. Do twenty, and then do fifty, and then make a, a long, a long toning sound because you're going to feel some stuff. Take a moment, get back to doing twenty more, and then before, it only takes less than five minutes to do a hundred. So, yes, 
you know, that's, it's right under our noses all day long. <laughs> it truly is. Thank you for starting the day off with some breath work, Ryan. Much appreciated. You got me popping it here, buddy. Have a great day. All right. All right. And we do have Charles in, on the line here. Good morning, Charles. Hello. Hello, Charles. Hello, Dr. Fred. We've, we've spoken before. You're my last <clears throat> court of resort, the only court of resort on this business about uh, curbing candida. And a lady approached me recently, and she said, Oh, I found this marvelous new kefir product that uh, if you can't take anything else, you can take it. And I said, Well, I would stay away from that because it's a milk product. Did I tell her correctly? Um, kefir can be a milk product, but there are people that are making, quotes, water kefir um, or fruit juice kefir. And that's just basically having the bacteria yeast uh, ferment uh, the uh, sugars in, in those. those uh, you have to put sugar in the water. You can't make kefir with, well, see, with just plain be, water. Wouldn't that be counterproductive for me any way you cut it, especially if you start out with fruit? Well, I think that the real issue here is that... Um, Foods are often really good maintenance and prevention, but when you have a level of of dysfunction where you're actually having your gut overtaken by yeast, uh, you really need a higher level intervention. And so things that actually really interfere with the yeast are high dose probiotics. And actually we talked about those this weekend. And um, actually I had started using higher doses myself, but um, we talked about how Higher dose probiotics are really effective at changing the milieu, the microbiome in your gut, and also changing inflammation. So we're looking at 200 billion, 300 billion colony forming units in the probiotic, um, a good probiotic like Probiomax DF for dairy free as 100 billion per capsule. Probiomax 350 has 350 billion. How do you spell that one? P-R-O-B-I-O-M-A-X. P-R-O-B-I-O-M-A-X. Probiomax. Um, well, it's actually available through practitioners and pharmacies that deal with high-level pharmaceuticals uh, or nutraceuticals like Zymogen. And uh, that's the brand. Um, so high doses like that, 200 billion twice a day. Will, will really push out the yeast. You also want to try a nutritional yeast called Saccharomyces. That's S-A-C-C-H-A-R-O-M-Y-C-E-S. Saccharomyces boulardii is a, um, uh, a nutritional yeast that's helpful. It actually fights candida, and it also fights clostridium, and it also absorbs mold toxins and um, um, other toxins. It eats them. And so... These are all pharma, all pharma type. Well, they're all just high-level, high-quality probiotics, and ones that, that we know. That, that saccharomyoese is the type of yeast. That's correct. It's a nutritional yeast. It's also a probiotic because it's good for your microbiome of your gut. And I could take that even though I've got that horrible candida coming down from my sinuses. Constantly. The, 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 the um, yeast actually, um, the nutritional one, fights the pathogenic one, the candida, they're not yeah. friends. And if you supplement the, the Saccharomyces, you push out the one that you don't want. Also, 
as we already know, you want to avoid the fruit and avoid added sugar and avoid starches because that will help. So a ketogenic paleo type diet doesn't even have to be fully ketogenic. But if you're eating, you know, eight servings of green leafy vegetables and um, uh, colorful fruit like berries, which are low glycemic, and you eat um, based on your body size, 10 to 14 ounces of high quality protein, you're looking at a really healthy diet that's not going to promote yeast. And another thing is you can take enzymes like Zymozyme, X-Y-M-O-Z-Y-M-E, or uh, others that contain um, uh, plant-destroying enzymes. Most enzymes we take are mainly for just uh, uh, eating, you know, helping digest your food, but there are some that will actually break down the yeast cell walls. Is there any, and, white, paper, any white paper I can read uh, to sort of uh, reiterate what you're telling me? Because I, my um, notes are always wrong, uh, bad. So, uh, white paper. I'll have to think about that. Um, if I uh, do find one specifically, I will, uh, I will post it um, so that we, you, when you access the, uh, um, the, the, the website, you can actually find something. I'll put something on my website as well. Functional well, Medicine Florida. Right now, all I've, all I've been able to make it on is uh, 30 grams of protein uh, per meal. And that's 90 grams a day. Yeah. And an avocado each meal. And uh, pretty much uh, any time I try to take uh, the least bit of uh, e even uh, broccoli, cauliflower, stuff like that, uh, it forms loose stools. No, oh, it sounds to me like you might be having a problem with um, small well, intestinal fungal overgrowth, and you may actually really need to see a functional medicine doctor to get this cleared up. You may need some actual antifungal medication because your symptoms are very, very much like the way you describe that. It sounds like you're having a digestive reaction, and that easily could be either SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or SIFO, small intestinal fungal overgrowth. Well, and uh, both I'm, of those I'm need treatment. All my chips on this one one uh, article: candidiasis in seventy-four-year-old lady with. Yeah, I wouldn't put all my. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put all the eggs in that basket. Well, she she had hyponatremia, which I also have. Okay. And the only way she could get rid of those issues was to take an antifungal therapy. Which yeah, you may need to see a doctor and get that. Uh, but see, I've got to have that this bad tooth out, which is up in the, the uh, upper central of the mouth. I've got a lot of bone loss and all that because I hear that it'll skew any kind of test on on uh, uh, where, what kind of candida I have. No, what you need to do is go see a functional medicine doctor and get better so that you can tolerate the removal of your tooth. You can get well, better before your tooth is out, but you need to have the tooth out if it's if it's rotting like that. So, um, I would go go to find some help to get treated to get better, so you can tolerate the treatment you need. Well, see, the problem is I'm over here in the middle of Polk County. We don't have anybody over here that I know you, of. You may have to travel, and you can dial in ifm.org and do a doctor search. Um, you're in the middle of the state. There's probably somebody around the corner you don't even know about. Do a search. Yeah. Okay. Institute for Functional Medicine .org, ifm .org, and you can do a doctor search. That way you won't have to travel too far. 
you but but, but but we right now we can rule out this this key for this lady's talking about because most likely it's they started with milk. No, that's not the reason to rule it out. The reason to rule it out is because you have a higher level problem that is not going to respond to kefir. And whether you take that or not is irrelevant. You need to get help. Okay. All right. Well, that's that simple. I, I thank you again. You're so welcome. Uh, by the way, by the way, is 90 yes, grams sir. of protein uh, max a day, is that okay? 90 grams is a good dose. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how big you are, but that is one that would definitely uh, hold your um, body together throughout this trouble, and you'll probably need more protein to help heal the lining of your gut if you're dealing with this stuff. So 90 grams is a good dose for most how people. Many, how many avocados could you tolerate a day? Um, oh, half to one. I think you need to increase some other greens, but we don't know which ones because you're not responding well to them. So that's why you need to go see a nutritionist, functional nutritionist, or functional medicine doctor. And with the yeast, I really think you need the MDDO to be able to prescribe for you. What's the MMDO? MD is yeah, oh, a medical doctor. A DO okay. is a doctor of osteopathy. And both of us are, have, have the license to prescribe. I got you. Okay. So you're saying three avocados a day would be a little bit dangerous. No, I'm just saying I wouldn't tolerate it. You said, how could you tolerate it? I, I wouldn't do no. that much. It would be a little gross to me. <laughs> you, a person really shouldn't go any beyond 100 uh, grams of protein a day, right? Oh, it depends on your needs. If you're really, if you're six five and you weigh two forty, naturally with like twenty percent body fat, you probably need more than that. Right. <laughs> well, hey, I got I I I have a buddy who went into he found out he had to have dialysis, and uh, he's faced with well, do you want to do that a couple times a week, or you want to pull the plug and that's the end of it? Have you ever heard of anybody getting? well enough once they started that to that to uh, substitute something else for it, or is it just something that they have to face the rest of their life? When somebody's kidneys fail to the point where they need dialysis, I have never seen one come back from there. However, there are other kinds of dialysis, like home peritoneal dialysis, where every night you fill your belly with water and every morning you drain it out and you don't need to go to the inpatient dialysis unit. And so there are definitely different ways to deal with it. What, what, what do you call that, sir? Peritoneal dialysis. Peritoneal. Yes. P-E-R-I-T-O-N-E-A-L. It means putting it inside your abdominal cavity. It's a very effective method. Sort of like water inside your... Inside yes, your it's a specific, specific solution that helps pull out the toxins that your kidney would normally get rid of, and then you just drain it out into... Uh, you, you drain it onto the toilet, basically. Um, it's excrement. It's just like you, you've urinated um, nice. into your belly because nice. your kidneys aren't working. It's really a, a very uh, a good method for people that don't want to go do hemodialysis on the, on the blood circulating machine. Right. Well, that that's an expensive proposition and all that. And he would, I'll pass that on, and, and uh, I'm sure he'll be profusely interested. Yeah. Okay. Well, fortunately, um, uh, Medicare covers dialysis, so it shouldn't cost you anything. Well, it's just a p real pain, you know, uh, bureaucratically. But any, any well, that's true. <laughs> I, I have to. I'll have to see what I can do to get myself out of the out of the premises here and and see somebody who can direct me on this properly. I would do that. IFM.org, and you'll find somebody in your backyard. Okay. Thank there you. There are more yeah. of us every day. All right. Goodbye.
Goodbye. Have a good day. Thank you there, Charles. And we have sort of gone dark here, so I'm going to remind people that you're listening to the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Today's topic is Ask Me Anything, so that's a pretty broad spectrum that you can participate through. And just do that by calling 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. And that seemed to work. I've got Greg from the suburbs of Chicago on the line. Shivering and chattering away up there, I'm guessing. (laughs) Good Good morning, morning, Greg. Gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, hey, uh, great to hear about that Zymogen conference and your viewpoints as always. I, uh, I'm wrapping up my third month of Synovix, and um, I had oh nice. Um, the surgeon that's an amazing shoulder surgeon said it was the most um, aggressive uh, full tear of the rotator cuff he's ever seen. Didn't know if he could repair it, and he's like, "Wow, what what's going on?" <laughs> You're like, "Way ahead." <laughs> Because I'm feeding my tendon with good thoughts and with good food and good uh, supplements. So I really believe in that company. I think that's part of the whole healing perspective and just thinking about my shoulder getting stronger and better. And it is getting stronger and better. So um, that's beautiful. Say thank, thanks for that. Um, I have a question on uh, cookware um, related to health. I got rid of all my $400 Cathalon set, gave it away, knowing that that was Teflon. I haven't used it for years anyway. And I, I use cast iron. Now, I have a question on cast iron first. My friend has an iron disease um, that he had to get, uh, you know, they drew off blood as iron was so high. And I know that's a yes. specific disease, but I've heard in general that men don't do well with iron, and a lot of my iron supplements don't have iron in it. Am I at risk for cooking with cast iron? Um, no, um, I don't okay. think so. Uh, unless you have an iron deposition disease and or an iron an iron overload disease, and that iron overload can happen as a result of uh, inflammation. And we were just talking about that this weekend when talking about um, uh, fatty liver disease. And um, so hemochromatosis has multiple gene abnormalities that can be related with it. And you may actually have not the you may have hemochromatosis without the actual. Um, specific genes that we've known about for years. There are other ones now that are involved that we've been discovering. So um, yes, iron deposition disease is a problem, but if you don't have high iron, uh, it's probably not something to worry about. But you want to remember, don't cook acid foods in your um, cast iron pan because you're going to etch more iron. You get enough of it with just neutral foods and it's i use cast iron regularly food. okay that, it's generally my protein it's either uh chicken or egg mm-hmm. sometimes and that's probably it or turkey bacon kind of stuff um yeah. i do have a question on the the uh, kind of tough with eggs even though i've seasoned it and i i've come across what is called a um and you probably know this my second question is this quote-unquote non-toxic ceramic non-stick interior cookware. It's a ceramic coating. It says right on the box, doesn't have PFAS and other things in it, but could it also have within whatever the ceramic coating is other molecules of dangerous chemicals, or would you happen to know anything about this new ceramic cookware? Um, ceramic's been around forever. Uh, Le Creuset, the French company, super expensive cookware, um, has enameled and ceramic cookware. And um, ceramics, um, 
they're all coated with a vitreous material. That means it's a glass glaze that goes over the surface. And so glass is simply silica. The additives that color it are the problem. And so they have discovered that, you know, certain colors are actually related to toxins. So red can be mercury or it could be lead. And so they've discovered that, you know, lead in the in the the glaze will actually come through to the body. So <clears throat> they have tested. And if you're buying high quality ceramic cookware, there should be none of those metals in there. It does say this product contains um, aluminum, chromium, nickel, manganese, phosphorus, iron, cobalt, copper, and molybdenum. And is that in the glaze or the ceramic itself? That's what I don't know, but it, it yeah. does give a website where I can, uh, for more information about chemicals in this product, to visit you know a specific website. This one happens to be um, made by a company called uh, Tramontina. Um, it was a big box Costco purchase, but hmm. it's made, made in China, so I always worry about that. Well, there's a question. <laughs> First off, yeah. uh, we got to know what's in the glaze because that's where the okay. toxin is going to be. So I would explore that further um, if there is a, a hint of something possibly being there. Very good. Thanks a lot for your uh, advice. I appreciate the time. Good to hear. You're so welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Yes, I know there's some folks out there are probably taking advantage of Martin Luther King holiday and didn't catch it when I gave the phone number earlier. So I'm going to remind folks to give us a call at 813-239-9663 to participate in the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here at WMNF Tampa. And you can also continue sending emails to dj at wmnf.org. Stay warm out there. I've got Alex from Clearwater on the line. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. I just had a question about the flu shot. Um, yes. I recently got over type A. Um, I never get sick, so I can't even remember the last time. I mean, if I do, it's just a little sniffle, but this was fever, aches. Um, it didn't flatten me completely, but it was bad enough. So I just wondered what you thought. I'm 51. If I should get the flu shot from now on or not. Well, um, when was the last time you had the flu? Just over Christmas. Uh, no, I mean, prior to that. I don't recall. <laughs> and are you in a risk group for having serious complications from the flu, like diabetes, uh, heart disease, over 70, um, no. lung disease? No. Well, now, you know, um, I think it's a personal choice. Uh, and and there, for people at risk, it really reduces your risk of dying. So if you're in a risk group, it would make sense to go ahead and get it. Uh, but if you're not, uh, there are pharmaceutical treatments. There are natural supports. There are all kinds of things you can do to help mitigate the severity of the flu. But we do know that the flu shot will reduce the severity of your symptoms. It's not going to keep you from getting it. It might prevent you from dying, but it's not a cure-all. It's mm -hmm. a Band-Aid for prevention. Okay. Yeah, because I never got it before, and I mm -hmm. wonder if I should, given that I got sick enough to wonder. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, I think if you actually take care of yourself, we know that um, from uh, many centuries of watching this, um, it's two centuries that, that uh, we've been talking about bacteria, um, close to at least, um, we're, we're looking at um, an understanding that it's not the bacteria, it's the terrain. <laughs> Meaning that it's the health of your body and its resilience against illness that is the crucial piece here. So keep yourself healthy. Use the techniques that I've told you on this show numerous times, foundational things, exercise, sunlight, water, mm -hmm. sleep, and a low glycemic diet are really key to stay healthy. Great. I think I'm doing most of that. <laughs> good, good. If not all. Well, yeah. beautiful. Well, have a lovely year and avoid another flu. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I've got Alicia and Dave on the line, so let's go to Alicia in Tampa. Good morning to you, Alicia. Hello? Good morning, Alicia. Let's come back to Alicia and go to Dave in Tampa as well. Good, good morning, Dave. Are you there, Dave? Hang on there. Well, while we're looking for those, I'll talk about emails. Um, early on in the show, 1016, after my intro, Jackie from Clearwater said, Wisdom, thank you. You're so welcome, Jackie. Glad to provide some pearls for health. And my lovely friend Robin from Anna Maria Island has another beautiful little poem for us. My morning meditation. Sunrise light, blind my sight. Block out the din, reach within. Third eye bright, must be right. Can't ignore that open door. It leads to peace. Anxieties cease. Done with wise as the old self dies. Robin Z. Thanks, Robin. All right, let's give this another shot. We'll start with Alicia. Good morning, Alicia. All right, she sounds like she might be a little occupied right now. Let's try yes. David again. David, good morning. Good morning. Hi, David. Um, I am taking a uh, product called Cialis for a prostate problem. Yes. And I'm having reactions because I have a chemical burn. And it's caused me to break out in hives in that area, so I quit taking the the product. Is there any alternative? Um, well, there are other. Um, um, oh, I, I'm blanking on the class of medication, but it's it's Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. There are other options in the class, but my guess is that's the actual action of the chemical that as it disrupts certain metabolism that it's probably causing this. It could be a response to the medicine as a kind of allergic response too, but um, when um, your chemical burn resolves, you might be able to take this again. Right. Um, I'm, I'm waiting. And I was just curious, uh, I've read about pumpkin seed oil and other products like that. Well, 
my understanding of the reason you would use um, Cialis in a prostate issue, uh, the prostate wouldn't respond very well to those natural interventions. No, it's, it helps me get sleep at night. I don't wake up any more than once or twice. Well, that's good. That's good. So um, there's another medication if it's about getting up at night. Um, Tamsulosin helps you uh, urinate freely so you don't have to get up at night. Oh, I'm taking that too. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know that there's anything else you can add naturally because the natural stuff takes, you know, a year to work. Oh. Well, uh, thank you. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just have to wait. Um, yeah, I think you, you might have to wait it out and uh, um, think about uh, whether you want to take it if it's causing that kind of a reaction around your um, your chemical burn. That means it's actually inducing some odd metabolic behavior. Right. It, it says, too, that the side effect is uh, you can get some inflammation, you know, like hives. Yes. So, I so um, yes. Best wishes on that. Um, uh, it's it's a, a difficult thing to deal with um, when, when that's what you're left with. You may, if you're having that much difficulty, um, rather than continuing medication, I'm not a, an advocate of surgery first, but if the medications are failing, surgery might be an option because um, prostate surgery actually relieves a lot of symptoms, and it doesn't have to be the invasive type. They have um, the, the, the kind of intervention now that can shrink the prostate without having to do surgery. They call it surgery because it's still an intervention, but. Okay. Uh, so well, check with I your have, urologist. Yes, I have to check with my urologist. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and try Alicia one more time. Good morning, Alicia. Hello. Sounds like some microphone problems there. Yeah. And let's try Vinny. Good morning, Vinny. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Dr. Fred. Hey, Vinny. Good to you as always. How you doing? Excellent. How are you, man? Very, very well. Thanks. Except I uh, got over about a COVID, uh, which, I mean, I got all the boosters, what have you. And uh, <clears throat> I got COVID and oh, it was about three months ago and I'm, you know, out of the woods, fine, and all that stuff. But developing, uh, I developed pain in my elbows. Like, it comes on at night when I'm lying down and uh, radiates uh, into my hand on both sides. It's the weirdest damn thing. And I'm just wondering, could that be long COVID, or could that be just an anomaly? What What do you think? Well, um, did it happen proximate to the COVID infection? Like, were you getting that pain while you were infected? I don't believe so. No, I think I developed it a couple of weeks after, you know, I was negative, tested negative, back at well, work. Well, um, we do know that COVID and the COVID shots will actually induce a cytokine storm that's ongoing. And it may be that um, with all the boosters making spike protein and then you're getting the COVID infection itself with even more being produced, you may have actually brought on more cytokine storm that's going to um, cause pains in the body like that. Okay. I'm not sure what you're talking about, cytokine okay. storm. So cytokine storm is actually what COVID is. 
SARS-CoV-2 is a virus. It causes a cold. COVID is not an infection. That is a fallacy. COVID is an autoimmune response to SARS-CoV-2 infection. The cytokine storm is actually what we call the immune reaction. Cytokines are the communication molecules of your immune system. We actually have an ability to look at these chemicals. There is actually a place called covidlonghaulers.com. It's a site created by Bruce Patterson's group. Bruce Patterson is a brilliant virologist who put together this cytokine panel and applied artificial intelligence to it and is able to determine with high degree of likelihood whether or not you have long COVID. What's fascinating about it is that the AI can also help determine if you have post-vaccine syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome, post-Lyme syndrome. It's a very, very impressive technology. So covidlonghaulers.com, if you want to read about it, it could be worth exploring. Um, But you could also just work on the inflammation because cytokine storms can be turned off when you add good things in. A couple hundred billion colony-forming unit probiotic, 200 billion twice a day. Um, Curcumin, 95% curcuminoid extracts. Take yeah, curcumin taking, every gonna, day. I'll, I'll be taking that as well. Could and quercetin. <clears throat> Could you give me that um, website again, please, doctor? Covidlonghaulers.com. Love haulers? Long, L O N G H A U L. That's oh, what haulers. we're calling long COVID. It's the COVID long hauler syndrome. Oh, so covidlonghaulers.com. Okay. <clears throat> Thank, thank you so much. I appreciate. You're so that. welcome, Vinny. Bye bye now. Bye bye. All right. Um, I'm going to try again. We got Alicia. It's called back, so maybe this will work this time. Good morning, Alicia. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Beautiful. How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, I have a question: whether or not homemade foods, or say pastas or breads, are actually better. For us, with quality ingredients, of course. Well, um, anything homemade is better than anything commercial, from my perspective. And if we're going to um, make uh, uh, our own uh, bread, uh, baked goods, pasta, we want to make sure we're getting clean flour. Um, It would be good to have um, uh, the flour checked to see if it's got mold toxins in it, because I know we get a lot of toxicity from our foods. Um, So buying from higher quality organic manufacturers like Bob's Red Mill, who does do some vetting like that, looking for mold toxins and and, uh, glyphosate in their grains, that's very helpful. Okay. If you use non-organic wheat products to make your bread, you're probably eating Roundup glyphosate. And so you probably want to avoid that. And so if you are using gluten, definitely look for an organic source. You might want to actually look for einkorn wheat, which is uh, heirloom wheat that has a lot less gluten in it. Okay. All right, that sounds perfect. So it, you, that means that it's not going, you're not going to negatively impact your health with, let's say, if you, have, you make pasta once a week from home. So the quality of the ingredients will definitely change how your body is affected by it. Absolutely. But if you have gluten intolerance, then all bets are off. 
Okay. So the gluten intolerance, intolerance would cause like inflammation. Absolutely. And gluten or actually wheat products, even in the absence of gluten sensitivity can cause problems because of things called lectins. Yeah. Wheat germ agglutinin is a lectin that punches holes in your gut and irritates the system and actually sets you up for more food sensitivities. So limiting grain consumption of the, the, the gluten containing variety is actually probably really smart. Oats are a very safe grain in general. Um, however, uh, even oats can bother some people, especially somebody who has say yeast overgrowth or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. You may want, not wanna put that kind of food into your gut, but if you're doing well, Yes, have at it. Homemade is better. And if you get a good uh, Biga, B-I-G-A, sourdough starter, you're actually fermenting with a natural product rather than with some yeast. You use the Biga, it's actually going to break down the gluten more, so you'll actually have a better product. There is some suggestion that naturally fermented sourdough has less reactivity. Yeah, I did read about that. Um, I'm wondering for my kids. I have three kids, 12 and under, and I want to know how, if it is negatively impacting them. I mean, obviously, I don't see any visible indication of inflammation because, you know, they're all kids, too. So is there anything that I can look out for or be aware? Because I feel like my husband has a little bit of an intolerance. I don't, but I wanted to be wary for my kids. Yeah, um, belly aches, uh, frequent colds. Um... Uh, ADHD symptoms. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. Have, Have a, a great, great day. day. You too. We're down to just the last couple of minutes here, and I've got uh, three callers, John, Chris, and Conrad. So I'm going to start with John and uh, see where we go. Good morning, John. Hello. Hi, John. Hey, uh, Dr. Harvey. How are you today? All right. How are you doing? Also, not too bad. I have, I have a question. I'm uh, 67 years old. I had a uh, chicken pox when I was a kid. Um, I was wondering what your opinion on a uh, on a shingles uh, vaccine is. Uh, I know shingles shingles has been advertised a lot on television. I'm a little worried about an out an outbreak at this age, and uh, have some friends who have had shingles, and they're very uncomfortable, to say the least. Um, and also, I have a girlfriend of mine who's going in for a some surgery, and I want to know if there was any time frame that you uh, that you do whether or not uh, around taking such a uh, um, injection. Uh, so the Shingrix shot is actually effective at reducing the risk of having shingles, with the history of having had chickenpox in your youth. And shingles is nothing to laugh at. It can be really painful. Uh, you know, if you treat it early, if you recognize the symptoms and treat it early, then you actually tend to have much less risk of that. I had shingles once. I treated it within the first 12 hours because I recognized it. The easiest way to recognize it is when you get a really weird pain in a distribution that wraps around your side or around the side of your head. And um, when you touch it, it's very sensitive. And it, it's an itchy, burny sensation. And you might find a couple of little red spots in the area. Sometimes, uh, if you've waited a little bit longer, they might look like little blisters. But if you catch it at that stage, it's early enough that antiviral treatment with um, uh, valcyclovir uh, can be very effective. And there's also um, 
at that point, you want to start taking uh, anti-inflammatory, nutritional supplements, et cetera, to help really promote the resolution of it. So there are great antiviral uh, uh, remedies. Andrographis is excellent antiviral, started in the first day or so. Um, a really nice supplement that Zymogen makes is called Virographis. It's a combination therapy that I found highly effective at reducing symptoms nearly immediately. Um, but curcumin, quercetin, fish oil, and probiotics in high doses. Again, I'm pushing $200 billion, uh, billion colony-forming units to get you better. But, that should but, help. But, but you don't think that the shot itself is, is advantageous? The shot, I just, yeah, the shots, uh, it works. It, it reduces the uh, uh, level of uh, a risk of getting it. So, yes. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate all your information. So welcome. Well, it looks like we're down to about the end here, Doctor. We are. I don't even think we really have time for the lightning round because um, it could get complicated. <laughs> <laughs> down in the last minute. So I just want to uh, thank everybody for calling in today. And I want to mention that there was one other email. Um, can I get long help with long COVID? Yeah, actually, I mentioned it in the talk with the other gentleman. All these things I just mentioned for antiviral are good. Go on the FLCCC website and look for COVID recovery information. There's a whole list of things you can do there. And you could ask your doctor to help with that. So, thank you, Bill, and thank you, Greg, and I can't wait to talk to you all again next week for another Ask Me Anything show. I'm looking forward to it. I always do enjoy the Ask Me Anything show, and so until next week, we thank you all for listening and supporting the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey. You all stay healthy. You've been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.